and we're back for another week. Yeah, this is, you know, it's like sometimes you just wonder, like, is there going to be shit to talk about? But yeah, there's always something to talk about, man, which is good because, hey, it's good to talk, you know? Hey, things happen, man, things happen, and it just gives you that new perspective, and you want to share that shit. But when you talk out loud, it's like, it helps you process things, you know? It's like, recently, there's been like two big events happening. No real connection, but both have kind of garnered the same reception. So it's like the World Cup and Trump visiting the UK. And it and it's so... It's really weird because after both, you see ridiculous like stories in the paper going how you know these things have brought the nation together. Like you know, it's brought the nation together, and it shows that racism is dead in the UK. Like the amount of stories that I've seen saying that and I just always wonder I'm just like where do you people live you know it's like where where are you getting this nonsense from because firstly racism is not dead in the UK (laughs) is definitely not dead in the UK before I did my set this week I'm sitting outside the pub with uh my friend and we're just talking having a drink and these two fools walk past looking at me say some bullshit and then walk off and it was just you know you're sitting there and you realize because shit gets said all the time but there's some situations where you just don't expect it you know, you you it's just you're taken aback. You're just like, wait, what the fuck just happened there, man? And um yeah, I wanted to I really wanted to jump up and have words with this idiot. But I'm just like, look, I'm I've gotta do a set. I can't be in a bad mood. I can't be, you know, all riled up like that. So I'm just you know what I mean? So I try to leave it, I try to refocus but yeah it's but but, you know this isn't even the first like you know shit having at the weekend like people say things all the time so you're a bit and and you you wouldn't be able to go oh it's just these type of people but you look at these people and it's all sorts like all sorts are carrying the vile bullshit around with them you know so then when you see these stories trying to proclaim that these things don't happen anymore, it's just, yeah, just, it irritates me, you know? And it's like, also, you, you, you look at some of these things, like the Trump rally. Now, Trump doesn't really have any influence on the UK. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, he might talk to May, or he might talk to Khan, but, you know, there's no real influence, he has no power over here, but people, yeah, you know, they join these rallies, and they're all, like, um, trying to say all this stuff, but you think about it, it's like when you look at some of the the banners that they're holding up and stuff like that, it's vile in itself, you know, firstly, they're holding up vile shit, and it's just like, look, if you have, if if you've got something truly that you want to say, say it in a certain way, don't drop to that base bullshit level, you know what I mean, don't do it, just because one person might say so, you don't have to 
then resort to the same tactics. So there's that. Then also, it's just like, you're making these claims. You know, a lot of people, like, you know, they make claims like, oh, he's a Nazi, he's this, whatever. But where is your evidence here? Because you have no evidence. You're just making claims. You're just talking. And it just... The weird thing is... You have people and they're, and they're coming out by the thousands to, to join these protests and do this kind of thing. But it's like, where the fuck are you when it's a general election? You know, where were you? Now everyone's losing their minds because of Brexit. But where were these people then? Because I've spoken to a lot of people that didn't vote in the general election, didn't vote with the whole Brexit thing. So they will not do anything with actual situations that affect their country, that affect their well-being, their livelihood. But they'll jump on board a whole load of other shit because they think it looks good. You know what I mean? Because now everyone's going, yeah, I, I was there. I was at the rally. Oh, I, I, I had this banner. I had this. You know what, I mean? what? Who cares, man? It doesn't mean anything, you know? It's it's just ridiculousness. I believe in standing up for your views, you know? But there's ways and means. There's definitely ways and means. And people that are just doing things for show, man, those people, they just sicken me, you know? They're just worthless people. You it, it, You know... Do something with conviction or just don't do it at all, you know? That's what I think. But anyway, but yes, I did do a set this week, well, last week. Uh, it was alright. It wasn't too bad. I, I was a second up, which was probably a good thing because, you know, it's been a while. been a while since I've had a chance to, to do anything. So, it was yeah, it was good just to get it over and done with. Um, it, it started alright, started alright, I friggin' messed myself up though, I ain't gonna lie, and now, <laughs> and the thing is, I really feel bad, because the amount of, like, comedy that I go to, and I'm just there, laughing my ass off, and now, like in my set last week, I was a victim of my own ridiculous laugh. So I'm just like, fuck, if that fucked me, how is it to everyone else, you know? Because I've definitely been at places where the comedians had to stop and then, you know, reset themselves. So I just told a joke and it went over for better than I thought it would. You know, because this is stuff that I hadn't done before. So I'm just trying new material. And this joke went down. And so everyone's laughing, which caught me off guard. And then I'm laughing. And once I start laughing, I can't stop my stupid self up again. And I'm just laughing and I'm laughing and I'm laughing. And I try and stop, but then I start laughing even more. Everyone else is laughing. And then, then I just forgot what the fuck I was doing. So I'm standing for a few seconds just like, wait, what was my next motherfucking joke, man? And yeah, it was crazy. It, it, it was crazy, but it was, it was enjoyable. So, you know, there's, I think I, um, yeah, won't do that shit again. Ain't no laughing at my jokes, man. I can't do that shit. But it's, you know, it, it still gives you that, that hunger to do better, to strive for more, you know what I mean, to write more, so I'm just in the process of trying to write some more shit, and um, yeah, find find the next gig, and uh, we will we'll go with it again, but um, I had a little chat after afterwards with my friend Pete, okay, so just um, finished my first set in a long ass time at the Comedy Virgins um, was interesting. It wasn't. Yeah, it was fun. It was a fun night. It was. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed the club. It was a nice atmosphere and everything like that. 
like it was, it was weird with the football going on. England lost. <laughs> yeah, Actually, yeah. Kevin made England lose because he said England was going to lose and England lost. So it's Kevin's fault. Oh, shit happens. And now I don't have to listen to Free Lions anymore. So um, that's all good. But yeah, it was good to get back on stage. It was good to um, try out some new stuff. So which way did we I uh, right. probably laughed a bit too much and wait, 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 wait. lost my uh, lost my flow. But um, yeah, it was it was all right. It wasn't too bad. So looking forward to um, getting back out there and doing another set pretty soon. So after the comedy, um, you know, it's been a mildly eventful week, you know, just trying to get things sorted out and stuff. But, uh, you know, to keep the um, the birthday celebrations going, I um, yeah, got to go with a few friends and did an escape room uh, last week. Went to um, City Mazes, which is um, near Holloway Road. And, uh, yeah, it was fun. It, 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 it was fun, you know. Uh, we needed a little bit of help. <laughs> Had to ask um, for a lot of clues. But we did finally escape from the maze. So we did one that was based on um, Maze Runner, supposedly. Not seen the film, but, uh, yeah... I think it was, I don't know, like, it was kind of strange. Yeah, but it was all, all the clues were meant to be kind of from the film and that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, I, the, 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 the thing is, though, what I noticed was um, when you can't see very well... An escape room is not your best friend. I did feel a bit like a fifth wheel. But um, I did get one of the big clues. So, boom. I did... Uh, I did make my, uh, my claim for being worthwhile in the building. You know what I mean? But um, it, it was fun, though. You know, it was fun. Um... Not sure about doing like the crystal maze because that is crazy expensive. And so if I can't see shit then it kind of makes it all a bit pointless. But yeah, I'd say look, there's a lot of deals around, so if you can get some friends together, hey, jump on an escape room, you know. Find a way. Like, I'd say my boy Pete got mad into it, so you know, there was no um, deliberating at first with a team. It was just jumping on, trying to solve everything. But uh, I think everyone, by the end, everyone was pulling together, trying to do our thing. But, uh, yeah, we got out. So, um, so it was cool. We had a little chat afterwards. So we've just finished um, the escape room. Which was probably longer than we expected it to be. Um, yeah, it was kind of difficult. Like, what were the other views up in this? I don't think that we were very good. Yeah, I, I, I think that might have been the, um, the takeaway of the day, definitely. Yeah, we were pretty shit. <laughs> <laughs> We were so rubbish that the helpful man at the desk basically told us all the answers. <laughs> I, not all of them. I mean, I, I did work out the whole Wonder Twins hold hands and do the bullshit yeah, that's to open true. up the door. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Towards the end, I lost the will a little bit. It was so hot. Uh, it was quite hot and I didn't see a way forward. No. But then the helpful man came and showed us the way forward. I was happy to die. I, yeah, I was. I thought we'd just die, and that was in it. In the room. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, you know, content with that. <laughs> Are you gonna do another one? I yeah. Why not? It was fun. Thanks for booking, um, Kevin. It was good fun. Yeah. yeah. I would do it again. Cool. I'm. I'm glad we didn't do the crystal maze and pay sixty pounds for frustration. Yeah. That was 
more physical though, isn't it? I, I feel think like I so. might have been better at that. Yes. Yeah, I, I think there would have been more more things that we could have yeah. pro- possibly excelled at. <laughs> awesome. So a lot of craziness is happening in Hollywood, it seems. Um, Scarlett Johansson, who was going to be in a film called Rub and Tug, which was set around a transgender massage parlour owner called Dante Tex Gill who seems he uh, took on the Pittsburgh mob in the 70s and uh, became a a kingpin as it were but uh, yeah she was going to be in the the film um, playing Dante but I don't know, like, all of the, um, a lot of groups voiced disdain to it, so, um, she had to pull out, well, she didn't have to pull out, she decided to pull out, and, um, yeah, it's like she pulls out of the project, and of course, now the project is scrapped, but, See, this is the crazy thing. Everyone complains about these things that happen. There's, there's like this. I think now we're like whatever it is. People feel that they should be given things. You know, people don't want to earn anything. People don't want to fight for things. People don't want to show their merit for things. They just feel shit should be given to them. And they don't look at a situation for everything that that situation is. Like, you know, I understand that there's certain films and you can look at and you go, ah, it's a shame it's not happening like this. But I fully understand why it's happening like that. Because it all comes down to funding. You know, sometimes you might go, oh, that dude or that chick in that film, I don't know if they're the right person. But at least that project is now getting made. Because you understand these studios, Hollywood studios, they need a bankable star in a film. Otherwise, that shit ain't happening. If they don't have a big star... They can't get the finances and the film won't get made. Also, you have to think too, like through all the auditions and everything like that, like who was the best person on that day? Now, we're not picking someone just because they've got red hair or they're black or they're Chinese or they're disabled. That shouldn't be the case. You know, it should be your talent on the day. Your talent on the day and your chemistry with the other people in the film. But that's not the thing. It's like now people talk about like numbers and it's just like, oh, well, all of these films or TV shows were made and like only 10% of them had like ginger people in and... 20% had black people in and 30% had disabled people. Like, no, that shouldn't be a factor. Because, you know, you're not watching friggin' Paddington and going, it was a good film, but I don't know. I didn't see Paddington as a brown bear. Thought Paddington would have been yellow. You know, I was very disappointed with that. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You're watching something for the story. If we start go, like putting quotas on everything that we watch, everything that we read, then the, the true essence is lost because people will start writing for things that they feel, you know, will be politically received. 
that, what kind of shit is that? You know, I want to read a story because the story's good. I'm not looking at a story going, well, there's no black people on it, so fuck that. I ain't reading that. I'm going to get all my friends together and we're going to boycott it. We're going to picket it. We're going to... No. No. That's bullshit. Now, don't get me wrong. I believe that everyone should have the ability to do anything. You know, there shouldn't be barriers for people. Like, if I feel that I could, you know, perform in something, I should be able to go and audition for that. I, you know, there shouldn't be a barrier for me to do that unless, you know, the role was, say, I don't know, friggin' playing Jeremy Corbyn in his life biopic. Obviously, I'm not going to get that role, you know? So there's got to be a realism to it. But otherwise, if it's a nondescript role, then anyone should be able to go for that, you know? If if the role isn't dependent on anything, then, like, I could go for it. A girl could go for it. Like, anyone could go for that. Because it's then about the person auditioning. Like, if the person auditioning is good enough, then you would then make changes to that role. And that's what it should be. It's like now people are moaning about The Rock in his new film Skyscraper, saying that a disabled person should have that role. Well, it wouldn't be the same, because The Rock brings something to a film. There's films that should be shit. Like a Rampage should not have been a good film. But Rampage was a fun-ass film because of The Rock. That's the difference here. You know, we we have to look at things objectively. We, we are turning into a society where, you know, everyone's afraid to do or say anything. You know, people write a tweet and then they're apologising it. A few days later. Because someone took offence at that tweet. And it should be. Why are we apologising for everything? Look. As long as you're not saying. Any like racial. Hatred. Religious hatred. Bullshit talk. We should be able to say anything. Because that's what we're meant to be living in. A free society. But. You have people go, oh, you shouldn't say that. Oh, you said that, so obviously you're this. You're like, no, obviously not. Have you then looked at the context in which someone's saying something? Have you looked at everything they have said in the last few years, months, whatever, whatever? You can tell by people's actions what they are, what they represent. But people aren't trying to listen to that. People want to just... Straight away, out the gate, jump and tar someone with a stupid brush. Calling them Nazis, calling them bigots, hatred talk, all of this shit. It needs to stop. It really does. Because I don't know if everyone else feels it, but I'm just getting tired of all this shit, you know? It's very, it's becoming disappointing. But, yeah, moving away from this little downer talk, let's, um, let's hit some reviews, because I've actually watched some films and uh, read some books this week. So let's get on to that, right? So after some recommendations, I um, checked out Kong's Skull Island. Um, yeah, you know, I was told it was a fun, enjoyable action film. Obviously, uh, people hate me because it was none of those things. It was so frustrating. You kind of felt that it could have been really fun. You know, it could have been something more than the shadow of what we were left with 
The Crazy Thing Is was written by Dan Gilroy. And Dan Gilroy, he's got some good films um, under his belt. You know, he wrote Born Legacy, Real Steel, um, Nightcrawler. You know, all, all really good films. Like, films with some depth. And, and this was so shallow. You know, there was, there was no depth. A raindrop has more depth than this film. It was just... I... So bad. You know, just... The story itself was just... Like, if if it had stayed at a certain level, you would have thought, okay, it's passable. You know, if the other elements were better, you could... Yeah, you 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 could put aside a lot of the faults with the story, but then the story just got worse and worse and worse. It was just some of the crazy elements of it, like the way Samuel L. Jackson's character just completely devolved, which is fine, but no one else did. And and it's just like saying this highly decorated army officer who has been in all manner of situations is brought low by the situation and everyone else is absolutely fine. You know, that, that was just... It was just a bit ridiculous. <laughs> You know, because if if he is succumbing, then a whole heap of other people are as well, you know. But they didn't show that. Then you had, you know, John C. Riley's character turning up just there as some sort of comic relief. And it's just... You know, someone's isolated on an island for ages with people that can't talk. You kind of feel that he would be acting a lot different to how he was acting. And acting the way, which is the which is the troop, really. You know what I mean? It, 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 every time you have that sort of character in a film like this, they always seem to act in this manner, which is always just a bit like, wait, wouldn't they just be a bit off, a bit depressed, well, not even a bit depressed, but crazy depressed, I just kind of acting twitchy, acting like they've seeing things, hearing things, you know, just not this whole, hey, I'm a joker kind of person. Which he was acting. So you had that. And it's just the way the story went. You know, like at the end, hey, it's just like, oh, you you guys go here. We're going to save Kong. It's just like, seriously, you know, this big ape was trying to kill you at the beginning. You haven't done anything to endear yourselves to him. And all of a sudden, you're, you're saying that, he he's just decided to like you. It just doesn't doesn't translate. You know, it just doesn't work as a story. Then you just have the aesthetic things in it that just were ridiculous. Like um, well, you know, the, the, all these all these helicopter crashes at the very beginning. Now, I haven't actually crashed a helicopter myself but I could probably guess that a lot more people would have died in all of those crashes that, that, that that's what I'm kind of thinking I'm thinking not not as many people are gonna be fucking walking away from helicopter crashes like they were doing so there's that then you have Everyone on this island, for for 
however many days, well, they, at least three days. So at least three days they were on this island. And they all look, they all look like, you know, they, they've just got out the shower, really. There's, there's no sweat marks, there's no dirt, there's no... Hey, just thinking, they've all just been in a frigging crashes, no one's really cut. Everyone's everyone's looking perfect. <laughs> you know, like Brie Larson's character, it's like, just no smudges on her face, hair's not out of place. Just, yeah, it was just ludicrous. Everyone's walking around, their clothes are all fine, they're not dirty, they're not mucky. It's just like, come on, people. Let let let's try and give some kind of remnants of authenticity. Let's try and you know draw people into this story that you're trying to sell to them. Yeah, maybe. Do you think? Like Tom Hiddleston's character is jumping around with a sword. Like with a frigging gas mask, it's just like stop it, stop it. And then the Kong fight, yeah, there's a bit in it where Kong is holding this creature's mouth open, bending the jaws, and then he, and then you're saying he just stops. No, he wouldn't just stop. Like gorillas, monkeys, they're some vicious little motherfuckers. You know what I mean? They ain't, they wouldn't be just stopping. They'd know to wrench the mouth. They ain't just like letting something frigging go. It was ridiculous. It was just it was just a ridiculous film. Just oh so frustrating. You know? I have to say Rampage was a better eight movie. That was a better eight movie. That movie showed more depth, more emotion, more integrity than this film. I'm just, yeah, just highly, highly disappointed. Like Jordan Voigt Roberts was the director, and um. Dunno, haven't really Yeah, I mean to be honest there's nothing nothing of his that it's even caught my imagination before anyway, so it's not a surprise that I did not enjoy this film. It is just a shame. A film that was you know, a lot better than Kong <laughs> was uh, a film called Happy Anniversary. It was one. It's one of the um, Netflix original films, um, and yeah, it was just. It was a nice little film. It, yeah, it was. It was a little saccharine in places. Yes, definitely. But all in all, it it's nice. You know, it's about a couple who have been together for a while. Like, it's coming up to their three-year anniversary. And it's just, you know, they, they've hit that point where um, Noel Wells, the female lead, um, Molly, she is doubting whether... They work as a couple, you know. It, it so it, it's basically it's that story of love, really. Yeah, I, I mean, like you can try and paint it in many different ways, but essentially, yes, it, it's it's a, it's a story about, um, you know, the 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 search for. The meaning of love and relationships, you know, because I I feel like a lot of times you're in a situation and you're just wondering, well, is this it? 
is this really the thing everyone talks about? Or am I settling? You know, is this something better? Um, yeah, you know, like, um, are you looking too much so you're not appreciating what's there? So you're missing the sparks, you're missing the greatness because of your fear of settling. And and that's what this story is. So it, it, it's about that search and that realisation of, yeah, what you have. And so that part of it is really nice. You know, that part of it is nice. It's kind of sweet. Um, yeah, as I said, look, there's definitely some saccharine moments. Like, the male character, the male lead, Sam... Ben Schwartz's character, he's fine, but sometimes it's like, sometimes the dialogue went a little too far, so you, you'd have a situation, you think, okay, yeah, that, that seems like a, you know, the narrative of that situation, and then it would go a little too far, a little, try and be a little too quirky, you know what I mean, um, like there was an instance with a, um, a buyer, they're trying to make a deal with their company, and and it went a little too far. You know, it was a bit like ah, you kind of spoiled that situation there. But you know, and his friend Ed um, Ryle Cooley, I think that's probably how you pronounce it. I, his character was okay, but they, like the chemistry was a bit wrong. You know, um. He his character was definitely more comic relief, um. But yeah, yeah it, I don't know. It didn't quite work. Didn't quite work. Um, but you know, I I think it is is something. It's like a Sunday film. You know what I mean? You you're chilling on a Sunday. You, you, you've had your Sunday dinner, you want to sit down, you want to relax, and not think about anything complicated, this is that film that you might throw on, you know, um, and yeah, you know, it's not bad, like, yeah, no, no, well, you know, she's a, she's a, like a nice little kind of quirky actress, you know, she was great in Masters of None, and getting this, you know, she's that kind of character that you'll see in films like this, and so, yeah, she's kind of adorable, she's kind of sweet, so it works, you know, it, it kind of sells the film on on those sort of Antics, those sort of characters, her and Ben Swartz, yeah, they they kind of made the film what it is. So it's it yeah, it's a decent film, you know. It's not amazing. It's not gonna change your life. It's not gonna win any awards, but it's pleasant. It's a yeah, it's a pleasant film that will keep you entertained for um. About an hour and 20 minutes. So, um, yeah, if you've got a free moment of time, yeah, I'd say throw it on. Have a little relax with your partner. And, uh, and chill. Now, a film that, um, got a lot of buzz when it came out and seemed to do pretty well was, uh, Edgar Wright's Baby Driver. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I think... Because it, it was just before the whole Kevin Spacey incident. So, you know, the film came out, got a big buzz. Then there was all the talk about Spacey. So the film was, you know, stayed in the public's eye for a long time. And it did well. Did well financially, I think. Um, so, yeah, I managed to catch it on a... a sh- you know, on Amazon, um, and, um, 
yeah, I to be honest, I I felt the film seemed confused. You know, um, I mean, I probably should say that I think for me, Edgar Wright's best work has been Spaced, both seasons, and um, Scott Pilgrim. I've really enjoyed those. His other stuff, not so much. But, you know, you can definitely see he can put a story together, you know, so this seemed like it could be interesting, so I finally got around to checking it out, and, um, yeah, there there seemed a bit confusion in it, like, you know, the film starts off, and you've got Ansel Elgott's baby character, kind of dancing around, um, and it, 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 there just seemed to be this kind of magnifier on him going, look how quirky he is, look, this is our quirky male lead, look at him, check him out, and that didn't really fit with what the character was meant to be doing, you know, because essentially he's a, he's a getaway driver, now, you don't really want a getaway driver dancing around in a car outside a building, drawing attention to himself. Because then all eyes are going to be on that car and people are going to think, oh, what's going down? You know? So it just seemed a bit odd, you know? So he's dancing down the street after the heist, all of this kind of stuff. You know, it had that kind of feel of... um. 500 Days of Summer, when, um, you know, the characters have just met, and it's all going great, but, uh, yeah, so, I think that didn't, for me, it didn't really fit within the, the, the narrative of the film, you know, um, like, the acting was fine, I I thought, yeah, we had some really good performances in the film, you know, I I thought, um, like, John Bethanor's character, John Hamm, uh, they were all very good, Um, like, Lily James, she was good, yeah, like, everyone... Everyone did their thing, you know, Liza Gonzalez, but you were, tr- I think a lot of the comedic elements of the film seemed very forced, and it didn't really make any sense. Like, I think the name, like the name itself, like Baby, the dude's name, didn't make any sense. And it kind of got explained at the very end of the film. And then... Yeah, there's, there's these these things that happen... That don't seem to work. And... It kind of kept on throwing me out of... Trying to enjoy this film. Like, going... Alright, is this a bank heist? Or... Like, what's going... What's happening here? What are you trying to do with this story? Because you keep on jumping around. You keep on trying to throw in these comedy elements. You keep on trying to... You know... Give this love story element to it. But it didn't really work. Because you're like... So they've met... Then there's nothing, and then all of a sudden, oh, yes, they're dating now. Wait, wait, when did that happen? Like, there there seemed to be a lot of gaps in some of the story with some of the things that were happening, you know, which made no sense. Yeah, you've got Jamie Foxx's character killing everyone, but then he leaves, um, like, baby's friend Joe alive, which seemed like an odd 
an odd thing. Like just those tapes and the whole music editing thing seem like a weird part of the film. It didn't really make any sense. There was a lot of elements of the film that why why are they there? What is this adding to the film? So I think there was definitely moments that were good but then there were others that were just seemed a bit flabby. Yeah, the the film could have been cut I feel differently. It could have lost a lot of it could have lost a lot of what was going on and you still would have had the same film. You know, there's been talk of a sequel. I don't really want to see a sequel. I don't really see where a sequel would go. I don't see the need for a sequel. It's, you know, I don't know. It's not really even like some throwaway kind of thing. I just felt I've wasted my time really with this film. I don't know what it was, what it was trying to do. Because it just lost. And especially at the very end, it just went a whole other direction that was very weird, very odd. You, there seemed to be a lack of reasoning on why like Kevin Spacey's character would would help baby you know like that relationship with Doc and baby yeah it was just a bit like well what is it because you know he's like you're out and then he's just like I was never going to let you out you work for me I own you type of thing and then at the end he's just like oh, alright I'll help you and here's some money and blah 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 but it's just like but, but why why would that happen and they try to be like well I was in love once it was like no that that doesn't that doesn't work as a construct you know you, you, you haven't given enough for us to believe that that character would do that and that was a big issue with the film there was a lot of those moments there was a lot of moments where I don't understand the reasoning of this what would compel someone to do this so yeah it was a shame because you know it had a lot of good talent in it and um you know, I was hoping to enjoy it, but uh, unfortunately, um, unfortunately not, but uh, hey, these things happen, man, these things happen, you know, but if you're into, um, I think probably if you enjoyed things like Hot Fuzz, um, and <laughs> any of those other, other films that I can't even think of, because I just didn't enjoy hey if you enjoyed those films i think you would probably like baby driver so uh yeah if you if you were down with the cornetto trilogy check out baby driver if not and you didn't like those films this might not be for you so as well as watching some films i've read a couple of books uh, you know, in the last week, um, so, um, well, I listened to a couple of books, you know, it's all about Audible, son, but, um, yeah, the, the, the first was Into the Black, and it's part of, um, the Odyssey One sequence of books by Evan Curry, and, you know, I thought it sounded interesting, like, the synopsis says beyond the confines of our small world far from the glow of our star lie a galaxy and universe much larger and more varied than anyone on earth can possibly imagine for the new NAC spacecraft Odyssey and her crew the unimaginable facets of this untouched world are about to become reality the Odyssey's maiden voyage is an epic adventure destined to make history 
Captain Eric Weston and his crew encounter horrors, wonders, monsters and people, all of which will test your resolve, challenge your abilities and put in sharp relief what is necessary to be a hero. A first-rate military science fiction epic that combines old-school space opera and modern storytelling. Now, that sounded pretty interesting, you know? And I'm always looking for something with with a bit of dearth to it, you know? Like a, a, a series of books, so... You know, you've always got the next one, the next one, the next one. And there's like seven books, man. So, on the face of it, it all sounded like, yeah, this could be pretty good. And the story, you know, the writing was fine. The narration was fine. But it just lacked the oomph, you know. It it just didn't have enough to pull me into it. You know, they left the story on a little bit of a, ooh, what happens next kind of thing. Um, But even that, it was all very rushed at the end. And... It, yeah, there, it, there was no fire to the story. There was no fire. There was nothing that made me think, I need the next one now. Which is a shame. You know, so, yeah, probably not going to do any more of this series. So it was on to, uh, you know, what would be next. So I picked up um, Slaughterhouse Five by Kurt Vonnegut, which has always, you know, been talked about as, you know, one of these modern classics. Um, yeah, one of the great American books. So I figured, hey, I should get round to um, checking this out. Um, you know, it's. What's it say? The synopsis is like centering on the infamous firebombing of Dresden. Billy Pilgrim's Odyssey through time reflects the mythic, the mythic journey of our own fractured lives as we search for meaning in what we fear most. Uh, to be honest, didn't really like the book. Just didn't. It didn't resonate with me one little bit. I just found it tedious. Um, you know, I understand the the message it's trying to tell you. Like, if you go through something horrific, how do you come to terms with that? You know, how do you process that within your mind? Do you just live with it? Do you kind of think, try and play it out? Like... You know, this could have been a fantasy. This could be something else. I'm in this new reality now. Like, how do you process that? It's I, I think Life of Pi does it really well. You know, where they're kind of like, was this just a sort story to help the guy process? Or was he really on a boat with a tiger? You know, I think that shows... The process, I think, better than Slaughterhouse-Five did. Because with Slaughterhouse-Five, I just didn't care about anyone. Like, nothing really pulled me into the story. I was just bored. But, yeah, that could just be me. Because <laughs> I don't know, I I find it like I I've read a lot of these supposed classics, and I'm just not feeling them, man. So maybe it's me. Maybe this is a classic, but it just didn't work for me. Didn't work. But yeah, that. So those were the two audio books I've done this week. Uh, on the comic side, I um. 
Uh, man, I did a book. Well, there's a pu- new publisher. They've been around for a couple of years, I believe, called um, Lion Forge. And recently, they uh, decided to start their own um, superhero universe. So they got a lot of top writers and artists to come together. And they put out a, uh, you know, the, the first chapter, as it were, uh, for free comic book day. Um, and it was called Catalyst Prime, the event. And it was written by Christopher Priest, man, a, a, a superb writer, wrote some of my favorite run on Black Panther ever. So I figured, yeah, let me check this out. Um, and it wasn't bad, you know. It, it it wasn't a bad story. I think it kind of gave you the elements to branch off for the new books that that came about from this. I think it gives you enough to make you wonder, like, what could be next. And especially... You know, I, I, I think it was at the very end, because essentially, um, you know, five astronauts take on a suicide mission to save the Earth from an asteroid collision. And what we learn about this collision, that was pretty like, oh, OK. So it was interesting. You know, I I think... This on its own is is a good entry point. So it's now kind of seeing how do the other stories build off of this, you know. So it'll be interesting. You know, I have to look around. I might check out some of those. But, um, you know, if you want to try and branch out and check out something new from other than DC, Image, Marvel, Valiant, this could be, uh, this could be worth checking, so it's called Catalyst Prime, the event, Um, you know what, I think if you go to Comixology, you can download this for free, so hey, I say do that, go to Comixology, download it, the book, check it out, if you like it, Hey, go go check out some of the um. I think they launched four books from this, so check those out, man. You know, but yeah, that that has been it this week with the uh, with the reading. You know, after all this talking, pretty hungry, man. But luckily, I had my HelloFresh box again this week, so I had a uh, rocket pesto. Risotto with charred courgettes and a pepper salad. Vegetable masaka with garlic bread. Both of those are very nice. But the one thing that I've been looking for is my roast halloumi and apple with a halloumi and pomegranate walnut salsa. So, ah... Man, you cannot beat halloumi, right? And, uh, yeah, apple in a salad, man. If you haven't had apple in a salad, hey, you need to try that. Does it just get it's that extra little buzz, man? It's so good. Uh, yeah, mix that with couscous, some pomegranates. It's just really nice. So, you know, all the flavors just seem to be popping in this. So, I'm looking forward to knocking it together and giving it a try. Because, um, yeah, couscous, halloumi, throw some walnuts in too, I wouldn't have thought about putting walnuts in man, but uh, yeah, gonna cook this up now, and um, that's me for another week, alright, remember, if you have something to say, have any questions, have any comments, if you're using Anchor, leave a message, you can leave voice messages there, that's kind of cool, and we'll play them in the in the podcast, 
or just leave a comment on Instagram, Twitter, and we'll get to that, alright, well, hope you all have a fun time, you know what I mean, make sure you get out there, watch some films, do some fun shit, go to a gallery or something, man, and uh, yeah, we'll touch base next week, alright, peace.